Please welcome the incredibly talented director of the Miracle of Israel, Lynette Lewis. At last. Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> As I said in the introduction, you, you, you have poured your heart and soul into this. And Lynette, I watched this project take hold of you. This went clearly from being a project to something that grabbed a hold of your heart and changed you. Talk about it. Well, initially I was excited about directing the film because the subject matter is so intriguing. There are some stories in the film that are so fantastic, so intriguing, so amazing that people who've screened it are astonished. And initially that was my attraction to the material. But as I began to film throughout the world, I realized that many, many Jewish people I was interacting with were completely unaware that their own Hebrew scriptures point to Jesus as Messiah. And so I felt as a Christian that when it says the gospel is for the Jew first and then to the Gentile, that I as a Christian had dropped the ball. I hadn't realized that I needed to see what Father God wanted to be a priority as my own priority in my life. And that's when I really became excited about the film because I thought, this is God's will. He wants to reach people and this film can do it. Why didn't you ever see that before? Did you think about that? It, it's clearly there. You know, that's an interesting question. I think in the same way that many Jewish people don't see Jesus as Messiah because of tradition, because of my Christian tradition, I just thought, go into all the world and preach the gospel. I didn't see the priority that the Jewish people are to Father God. And it's important to the church. It's not just an isolated issue. Right. You know, I, I believe that just as it says that there's a blindness covering the eyes of the Jewish people that keep them from recognizing that Jesus, Yeshua, is their Messiah, there's a blindness that Christians have that keep them from seeing the role of Israel and their responsibility to the Jewish people. You think that's true? Absolutely. Yeah, now what was the biggest surprise? Was that the biggest surprise in the film? Because this was a journey for you. Right, it was, and I would say no. The biggest surprise to me was the fact that here in the United States, I would classify the Jewish people as an unreached people's group. You always think of an unreached people's group as tribes in remote part of the world. You don't think of Jewish people in New York, in Miami, in Los Angeles, who clearly have never heard the gospel. They don't realize their own scriptures point to Jesus as the Messiah. And that's because people aren't reaching out to them. Six million Jewish people here in America, at least six million, more than any other country other than perhaps Israel, and that's questionable. And we have a responsibility. You learn that you as a Christian have a responsibility to the Jewish people. Right, right. And it was very exciting because I saw the heart of Father God in a new way. I saw him trying to reach his chosen and trying to use the Gentiles to do it and trying to use whatever means, including a documentary film, whatever means are necessary to reach people. And I think here in America, where film and television are so popular, it's a great catalyst to spread the gospel. Well, it clearly became more than just another project for you. We have to take a break. When we come back, we'll take a first-hand look at clips from the Miracle of Israel and hear more from Lynette about what happened behind the scenes, lives that were changed during the production 
process, so don't go away. Gunmen attacked the residence of Rabbi Gabriel Holzberg and his wife Rivka, who were six months pregnant. They searched the house and killed everyone. Or so they thought. The family's nanny had snatched up Rabbi Holzberg's two-year-old son, Moshe. She hid Moshe right under the noses of the gunman. What you just saw was a clip from that film, The Miracle of Israel. And what a dramatic way. That's the opening of the film. And the, the gunmen think they've killed the, the family, and the boy survives. That's a picture of the miraculous survival of the Jewish people. Right. Amazingly, the nanny scooped up little Moshe and hid under a bed with the little boy for eight hours. Awesome story. Let's take a look at another a clip from the film. There are many people who look back and say, Israel's story is actually a miracle. Because when this country was established, we were facing the Arab armies on all sides, north, east, and south. Many people, including people in the US State Department, said that this country won't survive. We did. And I think, in many ways, that's a miracle. It's not just a country that survived, the people that survived flourished. Right, right. A tiny strip of land with no gold, no reason that people would want to, to acquire that land. And yet, look at how many times they've had to fight for that little strip of land. Did you know this history before you began this? project? I had no idea. And it was interesting because along the way, the crew that I worked with set, started initially by asking, what's the big deal about Israel? What's the miracle? And by the middle of filming said, this is so miraculous that this nation exists. These people have survived all these wars. And then to actually go to Israel and realize that there's quite a movement. There's a hunger for a Messiah. There's a movement to discover the identity of the Messiah. And there are posters on, on light posts and billboards saying, this is the Messiah. This is the Messiah. This is the Messiah. Right. And I think the time for the film is perfect because we're revealing the real Messiah. Well, the inspiration for doing this was the realization that the majority of the Jewish community here in America doesn't see the relevance of Israel, doesn't know the history, doesn't understand that this is a miracle. What was the response of Jewish people that you showed the film to? Well, I was pleasantly surprised. There was, uh, there was a desire to know more. There was a delving into scripture to prove me wrong, to prove the film wrong. Uh, there were phone calls and emails back and forth between some of the people I had interviewed who initially said, there's no way Jesus could possibly be the Messiah. And as I would cite scripture, they would say, well, I haven't ever heard scripture used that way before to refer to Jesus. Isaiah 53 is a good example. I had an interesting discussion with a gentleman who said, Isaiah 53 is about the Israeli people. We are the suffering right. servant. But it clearly raised the issue, didn't it? It raised it the raised issue. It raised the issue. That's the idea of the right. film. It got people to start thinking about Jesus in a whole new way. Now, you saw some miracles. Just give us a couple of 
quick stories. Well, I would say one of the biggest miracles had to do with a, a change of heart of somebody who was vehemently against the idea of Jesus as Messiah and also against the idea of creating a film that presented Jesus as Messiah. And he said basically that Christianity has done nothing but cause trouble for the Jewish people. That's how he started out. But he was respectful in the way he said it. He was clearly angry, but he was respectful. As we continue to talk, and I continue to cite many of the scriptures that you bring up in the film, as we continue to discuss, he started to get more and more curious. So he went from clearly opposed to the idea it can't possibly be to huh, I'm a little curious about that. And he ended our conversation by saying, I am going right now to the scriptures and I'm going to look these verses up and see how you possibly think that these scriptures could be describing Jesus. And once I have looked them up and once I can prove to you that they do not describe Jesus, I will call you back. And I've never heard from him. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but... That's exactly what the film was created to do, to draw people to the scriptures. Not just Jewish people, but of course Jewish people and all people to the scriptures. Talk about some of the challenges, the roadblocks. This has been a three-year project. Well, I've worked in television for 20 years, and I've never gone through anything like this. We had uh, a lot of illnesses. We had someone who had a stroke. Another gentleman had a heart attack. We had someone who was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and died within three months before we were able to interview him. We had one of the uh, producers of the film uh, break his leg and call me two days before he was to go to Israel and say, can you go in my stead? I've broken my leg. Uh, we had three snowstorms that canceled our flights to New York and were only able to go a fourth time. And when we finally got there, we had 19 inches of snow overnight and were not able to film anything. We went to Israel during the beautiful time of year and all our interviews were booked outside because it was supposed to be so lovely and we had unseasonably torrential downpour the entire week. I remember, I remember. <laughs> if spiritual warfare is any gauge of, the, of what's ahead as far as the success of this film, my goodness, it's gonna be incredible. Why would you say the film is so relevant and why is Israel so relevant? Well, I would say for me personally, the film became so relevant because I really understood, for the first time in my life, I really understood Romans, the gospel is to the Jew first. And I understood that specifically through my interaction with Jewish people who hadn't heard the gospel. And we're here in the United States where I had just assumed they've heard it and they've rejected it, but that wasn't the case. And when they were presented with the gospel, they were very open-minded. They didn't, uh, you know, pray the sinner's prayer. They didn't say, take me down the Romans road, but they wanted to dialogue. They were open-minded. They wanted to learn more about Jesus. How could I possibly think, or how could the film say that Jesus is their Messiah? They have a hunger to know their Messiah. And I believe now is a perfect time to go ahead and move forward and, and introduce them to their Messiah. They are open. There's a misconception that the Jewish people have all rejected Jesus. They just, just don't know who he is. Right. They don't know what their own scripture says. So how is it relevant for Christians, for people that are watching this program right now? This is an important film for them to see. 
Absolutely. Again, I think that if you are trying to reach out to Jewish people and you feel awkward or intimidated or unsure of how to approach them, this film will give you the scriptural steps you need to reach them. And connect the dots because the restoration of Israel as the Jewish homeland is in prophecy. Right. And it talks about the time we live in, doesn't it? Right. It's clearly a set time in, in human history. Well, Lynette, I, I am so thankful to God for you. You've done an incredible job. Thank you. And it's been a joy. And I, I want to work with you again. We want to do more projects.